welcome to Voices from Freeze LA, brought to you by luxury fashion destination, Matches Fashion. I'm Bryony Stone, head of editorial at Matches Fashion, and in this series, we head to LA to celebrate Freeze and see the city through the eyes of history-making LA insiders. In this episode, my guest is rising star Quill Lemons. Born in 1997 in Philadelphia, these days the young photographer is based in New York. He has shot the likes of Evan Mock, Lord, Ella Emhoff, Spike Lee, Pamela Anderson, Young Ma and Snoop Dogg, and created covers for magazines such as ID, Vanity Fair, Teen Vogue, Variety, GQ, Fader, Out Magazine and King Kong. He has had his work displayed in galleries and museums, including New York's International Centre of Photography and Aperture Gallery. Quill's work returns to the themes of masculinity, queerness, race and body positivity. In this episode, I connect with Quill, who is shooting Patty Wilson for Matches Fashion's Curated by series. We speak about happiness and what makes a great image. I want to kick straight off with hearing about um, what was your first fashion memory? Growing up in South Philly, there was always like an expectation to like pull a look or like just be kind of cool or in like the know. And so like I remember like back in the day, like when true religion jeans were big, like we would call them like trues. Or like Trueys, and like all you needed to do, like to be fly, was like have on a white t shirt, some True Religion jeans, and maybe a pair of Tim's. <laughs> um, and I think that's like kind of my like first fashion memory or like first idea of like having a really cool outfit was that. It's a simpler time. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me how you first got into the fashion industry. Um, well, I feel like I always wanted to be in New York. I don't know if it was necessarily, like, fashion or, like, I kind of knew that if I wasn't in New York City, that, like, I wasn't going to be, like, my fullest self or, like, that it, like, I just wouldn't be the person I wanted to be or, like, I saw myself being. And then Mm -hmm. I interned in, like, marketing and then somewhat in fashion. And I just was hanging out and, like, with the right in the right space and with the right people just kind of like like absorbing new york city at the same time i was like also in class like getting like a weird arts edge liberal arts arts education so it was just like a mix of like all of the right things at the same time and i think that's like kind of how like i got into starting to exist in this industry Mm. um and then like because it was like really nice to like have all of like the more so, like, the fashion side, like, working at, like, when I was interning at Proenza, like, it would be, like, really fun to be a part of Fashion Week and then, like, also then go get back to my, like, dorm and, like, school and just get to be a student. And, like, it was, like, nice to turn it on and shut it off. And, like, I feel like I have to, like, fully become a human before entering this space and, like, figure all of, like, the last parts of, like, adolescence and, like, adulthood out, like, mm-hmm. to myself and, like, in, like, a somewhat of a private sphere, which was, like, nice because I got like, get got to get it wrong and like for me and like then like to be a part of this where it's like a grander stage is like nice to like know myself <laughs> um 
Yeah, and I think it's striking to me because you're still um, very young, I guess, by kind of conventional and and, and industry standards. Um, and you became last year, I know, the youngest person to photograph the Vanity Fair cover. Do you still feel young in the industry today? Um, like yes and no, and I think it changes like in every conversation. I think that like there are moments where. Like, yes, I feel young and it feels good to feel young. And then there are moments where, like, being the youngest person in the room feels so, like, othering and it, it gets weird. And then, like, there are moments where, like, it, I, like, it's always, like, um, it's always changing. And I think that, like, but I also think it's starting to not matter to me as much. <laughs> and I think that's been the more fun part. And it's, like, I don't know. Like, I think that, I think that the Vanity Fair cover without a doubt, completely changed the trajectory of my life and, like, put it onto, like, a very different course. Um, like, feels like it's going, like, 60 miles an hour. But, like, I don't... I wouldn't, wouldn't change a thing. And I don't think that, like... Like, being the youngest or, like, if feeling young, I feel like it's all relative. And I'm, like... I just I definitely know that, like, a lot has changed. <laughs> and I'm definitely not in the same place I used to be. You know? mm in a good way <laughs> mm. fundamentally though i think the work of a photographer um particularly a portrait photographer is obviously um within connecting to the people that you work with and you've worked with evan mock you've worked with lord rm hoff spike lee pamela anderson literally countless celebrities how do you begin to connect with your subjects when they are people um that are well known and people that you've probably grew up with um, I think they, I mean, I'd like think that everyone I kind of shoot is like really cool. So I think that there's like a, like I, like I'm like, oh, like sometimes like kind of like shy with approaching them because I, you know, to your point, I have like watched some of these people for like my entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that like, it's like a deep like admiration and like also like, um, like I'm like somewhat enamored by like everything that they are. So I think they like can feel that and like also like i'm excited and by them and then like it's just nice to like finally meet a person that like you've um wanted to hang out with for so long so it's just like i think they feel it and they also feel like it's like a good energy like a good vibe <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> who's been the most fun person that you've worked with or the person that you've connected with the most um i feel like that's so hard because i feel like i connect with everyone um <laughs> It's so intimately, and it's all so different. It's like, yeah, that's like asking a mom, like, what's their favorite kid? You can't really have an answer. Because <laughs> it's like, it's, every, it's such a different experience each time. And, like, I think that, like, with every time I am shooting a portrait of someone, I'm just trying to, like, get get it right and, like, tell their story in that moment. And I yeah. think that's, that's, like, the most important thing to me. So I don't really, I don't know. Like, each, each story is so different. Like, you can't, like, Pamela, Spike Lee, Lord, like, Billy, you can't even, like, that's all different tasks, but, like, I just kind of wanted to make sure it was good. <laughs> the idea of telling someone's story within that moment is a tremendous responsibility, I think. Yeah, and I think that um, it's why I approached this job with, like, a lot of intention and, like, I... And also, like, a lot of vigor. Like, I want to give my best each time. Um, not just for me, but for them, because I think that they deserve that. <laughs> Totally. And what do you think makes a great cover image? It's a very tricky question and probably one worth a lot of money. Um, I don't know if it's that tricky. I think a lot what goes into making a good cover is intention and also respect for the subject. Mm. 
intention in like what you're doing and like respect and who they are and like what you guys are doing that day. And at the end of last year, um, you saw your work in a new context in that it was shown at the American Ballet Theatre and it was also shown at New York's International Centre of Photography. So what did it mean to you to have your work shown within these new spaces, so within a museum um, or a theatre space or within a, a gallery? Did that change the way that you look at or reflect on or think about your own work? I think it, I think taking on like the museum and like uh, more formal spaces like the Lincoln Center, um, I think it definitely changes the work and also like changes like perception for me and also like um, I also think for everyone that looks like me as well, because it's like you could finally see yourself in spaces that historically you've been told you can't exist in or like you can't like, yeah. And so I think that like that in, in on like a deeper level completely changed me. Um, and I'm still like processing. That. I don't know like uh, how it'll change the work, but I just know that I'm thinking a lot more. Um, and taking a little bit more time when it comes to making images, especially when, um, like, images that are going to exist in, like, a more artistic context, I think, require a lot more time and consideration. Mm-hmm. So hey. I think I'm just taking my time. But I'm, like, excited to see what that will do to, like, all of it. Because <laughs> I think mm-hmm. it's definitely changed my editorial practice, too, thinking a lot more um, just about how to just execute mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to be more precise. Who do you think are the greatest living artists of our time? I think it changes. For, that also that's going to change for me. I feel like I'm going to answer this and then like be like, oh, I'm on to thinking about someone else is like a great artist. And I think <laughs> that like that's the fun part about art is like finding that there's so many that existed and that so many greats of the time. Uh, I think right now for me, who comes to mind is Kahende Wiley. Yeah. If money was no limit, which artwork would you buy? If it was a rich girl. Um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably, I think it'd be kind of fun to, what if I got to the Mona Lisa? I think to the most viewed painting in the world to then become black owned would be a conversation starter. Do you think <laughs> that you sure. would put it in a private collection or would you keep it in the Louvre? I would definitely take it out of the Louvre. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I think it would be kind of fun to remove it from that context and also put it in a place that a lot more people would have access to it. Yeah. Because I feel like I've I've never been to Paris, so I've never been to Louvre, and I've never seen the Mona Lisa in real life, and I always think about uh, how many people haven't. And mm-hmm. I think it maybe it isn't something that should be in a fixed place. <laughs> What's your favorite piece of artwork that you own? Hmm. Um, other than my own work, I could be kind of a cheesy answer, but I have a collection of iPhones. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that's a funny piece of art. Are they all working or are they smashed? They actually all are operational <laughs> and have lives of their own. <laughs> what are you going to do with them? Just keep them in a pristine box? I I like also like because they also exist in different places like in different friends homes so I think it'd be kind of fun to see like maybe like in if like phones ever were to develop past the point of like iPhone or like touchscreen 
like if we all just hold on to the devices like if we look back and like at this time and be like we were sending everything through these devices mm. and doing everything on these devices is kind of fun to think mm. about thinking specifically about LA um, and it's interesting to hear your opinion on this specifically obviously because mm. you grew up in Philly um, I spent a lot of time in LA this year this well yeah. this past year why um, was that I, all of my work was out there. We did the Oscars. We we did a bunch. We did Billy. We did a mm. bunch of shoots. Kiki. It was so many just back to back jobs in LA. So I spent a lot of time there. So I actually do have a really good answer. <laughs> so tell me how you would. Yeah, tell me how you'd spend a day there. It's going to be a slow start because I feel like everything doesn't really get moving in LA until like eleven a.m. So kind of just lounging in. LA sun and smog um and maybe having a coffee to start um well I don't drink coffee so it definitely be a chai tea or maybe matcha if I'm like feeling festive I don't really get into matcha <laughs> too often but then if if like everything could work out be with my friends um, Maserati has sent a car. <laughs> We're gonna go to Lily's, do the beach, um, stay on that side, maybe get a reservation. Because after we do the beach for like a full beach day, um, we're gonna get hungry and maybe hit Giorgio Baldi. <laughs> and then return the day because it's gonna be nothing but laziness and food and like LA staples. Um, go back to the Sunset Tower. <laughs> and that's where we'll be staying in my dream LA scenario. <laughs> There's a lot of sponsorships. Gorgeous. <laughs> it's definitely completely funded. Definitely. Not by me. Because <laughs> I, I think that's what would make it the dream of LA is to yeah, not exactly. have to pay for anything but live a very luxurious, Instagrammable life. <laughs> exactly. And then where do you go in the city to feel happy? It depends on, like, my mood or, like, what girl I'm being that day. I think that, like, there are days where I'm, like, I want to spend my time in a bookstore and I'll probably go down to Arcana. Um, I think there are other days where it could just be, in my dream scenario, being in the Sunset Tower and just, like, reveling in all of that and, like, cosplaying some, like, French woman smoking out of a window. Um... <laughs> And then if not, I think I would just get a massage. I don't like I because when you say dream day, I don't think of doing anything that requires labor. I think about relaxation to the finest, like in the finest of ways. <laughs> and good I think food. Good food <laughs> is crucial. I think massages and good food. I think you can't go too far wrong with that day. It sounds perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. It was lovely to speak to you. Voices from Freeze LA is a matches fashion podcast. Please hit subscribe to discover future episodes and share with anyone you think might enjoy it. To discover what's on and see the city through the eyes of history-making LA insiders, head to matchesfashion.com or join the conversation online by searching for matches fashion. Mm-hmm.